Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play this theater. This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium for the next 90 seconds. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Video Nasty Project. Tonight, I'm out here in the woods all alone. Um, actually, no, you're not out here alone. <sighs> thank you, yes, yes, I know, thank you. I'm out here in the woods to present... Uh, actually, this isn't the woods, really, either. <sighs> all right, fine, fine, just roll the damn trailer. Uh, can I go by now? Yes, yes, thank right, you, whatever. Thank you, thank you, bye-bye. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. By the time Alma heard it, it was too late. Something's out there in the woods, and it's killing people. Joni never thought it could happen to her. Ingrid and Peter couldn't believe it happened to them. Something's out there, waiting. Something a little bit wild and crazy. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. It's your decision. If you want it chopped off, just take it to the woods. Remember, the call of the wild is the last thing on earth you want to hear. Don't go in the woods. It's coming soon. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. Well, me amigos, that was Cabin in the Woods. Not Cabin in the Woods, fuck me. That was Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. Cabin in the Woods is an entirely different movie. Yes. Yeah. This is Don't Go Into the Woods. Don't Go Into the Woods. Well, in the UK, it was called Don't Go Into the Woods. In the US, it was called Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. Mm -hmm. The distributor added the alone onto it just because, I guess it sounded more sinister. Yeah. So the movie is basically, well, we really can't sum it up because there's not much plot to this. It's pretty much, it opens with a girl running through the woods, terrified out of her mind, and being chased by something, obviously. She falls into the river, there's this blood that probably from a, a previous stab wound that we didn't see, or the or she hit beastie, a rock, or she hit a rock, or the guy caught up to her and stabbed her, who the hell knows. Jump to our four campers who go wandering up into the woods and they kibitz for a while and the story consists of the campers wander through the woods and there's a new person that's introduced and then they die violently. They wander through the woods, violent death to somebody else, wander through the woods, violent death to somebody else, roll credits. And this I is mean, there's some, not much to it. Well, yeah. this is like one of those wrestling, you know, the intro, a new wrestler every two minutes until you got like 30 wrestlers, you know, out there. This is kind of like that. They keep adding yeah. more kills into the pot, you know, to stir it up. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is the Royal Rumble of, of uh, Woods killer mo soccer movies. 
So I'm afraid this is probably going to be a really super short review because there's just not a hell of a lot to talk. When we go watch Tenebrae, there's meat to it. We can dissect it and, oh, the girl with the red shoes and what does that mean and all this. Here, the, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of people who aren't dead. You have a maniac. You have a bunch of people that are dead. End of the movie. And, you, and you, you've got some really creative deaths. Uh, that's something we can oh. talk about here. We can there talk we about the creative yeah. deaths. But there are a lot oh, of them. Also, another thing we can talk about is the absolutely gorgeous setting. And the cinematography is top rate. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when you gorgeous. have no budget for a movie, and this, in fact, film has no budget for a movie. Zero. You, you are smart to go out into the woods because the woods give you a sense of, well, scale when mm -hmm. you shoot big. It gives you, uh, it, 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 when you shoot it well, it, it, it serves your story very well. And oh, they managed yeah. to do their, this serves the story very well. Oh, yeah. Also, also the fact that, that almost every time you do a landscape shot, there's this good creepy music to go along with it. And that, that helps establish the mood. It establishes uh, a, a feel for the movie, which yeah. is really nice. Also, another thing that I, I really liked in the very entrance, very very beginning even before the girl gets killed in the river you see discarded things lying around in the woods stuff that With, she was dropping as she was running yeah that could have been her stuff mm -hmm. no explanation of where the stuff comes from although i do think your explanation is right or all this stuff was from the previous campers because mm -hmm. okay the sheriff gets you know the, the deputy comes in and says hey have you seen the has the sheriff seen the reports today implying that this has been going on for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, there's enough people in the woods. So the movie says don't go into the woods alone. It is physically impossible to be alone in this movie because there's people all over the fucking place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every Everybody's... single general, uh, except for hunting, mm -hmm. every single general widely accepted thing you can do in the woods is done by somebody in this and, movie. And, and there's even a guy in the wheelchair out doing something, you know. How the hell did he get into the woods? He, very slowly. He was on a road, though. He was on a road the entire time, and he's struggling to get up this this country road. Apparently, you he know. took several days. Apparently because... so. It's all oh. he had was a canteen, you know, and he's just, eh, 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 eh. I mean, he's got a great view, you know. I mean, he falls oh. off of his wheelchair, you know. And, has and then some poor to... bastard cuts his head off. You know, it's like, holy crap. Cripple yeah. crime. Oh, my God. You so, know? this has been going on for a while. So, Inevitably, there's going to be artifacts lying all over the woods because this guy is not very clean. No. So. No, he's not. They do a good build-up to the killer. Mm -hmm. You don't see yeah. him for for half of the movie, and then finally you do see him, and he's this really intense mountain man-looking guy yeah. with these beads draped over his face and, 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 like and bushy beard, bushy beard, yeah. and camouflage and paint all over his yeah, face and everything, and leather and furs, and, and he's got this beads. big staff with like artifacts hanging off. They did a great job of making this guy just this skanky, freaky, scuzzy-looking guy. You know what? The guy looks like he could have wandered off the set of free, uh, The Hills Have Eyes. I mean, he so, totally fits in with, like, Jupiter and his clan. He totally looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, in, fa in fact, I don't know where what the timing is, but I think his his character, who's never named, by the way... Yeah, just uh, Mountain Man or whatever. Maniac, uh, whatever. It, he could have easily been uh, inspired by that. I don't know what the dates are, but... 
you know, it seems likely. Oh, and, and, and something I have to mention, some of the costumes in this in this movie are so thoroughly, totally, and utterly, oh my god, gay. <laughs> and then this is coming from me here. You mean, you mean uh, Dale? Dale and his... And, and his wife. And his wife, who... Yeah. I swear to God, look like they wandered off the set of a John Waters film. I mean, oh, he's yeah. just like, he could have belonged, he could have been in Hairspray. And they had the great, some of the greatest screams in this movie. Oh, they Come did. from this couple. I mean, they, obviously, that Dale is here to do some uh, photography or whatever, and he'll go to any lengths to get a good picture. And his wife's like, what, Dale? 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 And you know he wanted to get away from her so badly. This is like... You know, just, oh my god, woman, leave me alone. I want to take photos, not listen to you. Yeah. You know, he just runs away, and they just, the screams are just fantastically juicy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Oh, oh, and the other thing that's wonderful about his death is after he dies, <laughs> there's a couple horsing around in the waterfall where yeah. his body is. Yeah, right. his body lands like 10 feet away. And they don't like, they don't like, then she didn't notice. Then no. she gets it, and nobody hears these screams while they're horsing around. In fact, this kind of feeds into this fantasy later that Peter has where he's imagining himself, or maybe remembering, uh, playing in the river, being on top of a giant rock, and uh, playing with uh, Joni and, uh, what's the other girl's name? Oh yeah, they're splashing the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the killer is, you know, it's just, I don't want to give it away, but it's just, he's not paying attention okay. one damn bit. We are going to give that away because that is my hands down absolute favorite death okay. of the movie. So when we get to the, fuck it, let's do it now. So what was your favorite death of the movie? My favorite death in the movie was probably earlier on in, in the film, like I said, uh, Dale and his wife. I liked those two deaths. Those, I, they, I, I, think, I think his wife being drug off is the cherry on the top of the murder Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That is a fucking brilliant death. Yeah. I, All right, your death? I would also have to agree with that. Partly because... uh, you got to pick another one. You, can, you oh, already picked it. <laughs> man, but I, I loved those two dying, especially her because she was so annoying. All right, you think I'll, I'll spill. My favorite death is the fucking uh, uh, bear trap to the goddamn <laughs> face. <Yes. Ba> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the fisherman. Oh, man. Right, the fisherman. That one, hands down, is the best death I've seen in a very long oh, time. Oh, didn't that fisherman remind you of Richard Dreyfuss from Jaws? A little, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, but, um... That was a good one. Okay, okay, I'll have to go for the yeah. sleeping bag deaths. That one was crazy intense. I mean, you, you know, you you think for sleeping bag death is like, oh, that's like just, Friday the 13th. Like Friday the 13th. No, 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 no. This was fucking intense. I mean, the poor guy's just like all close to me, like, ah, ah, and you just like stab, stab through the, and you just see the knife coming into the bag. Uh -huh. So fucking cool. I mean, oh, and he was separated from his girlfriend who was getting he, it, you know, he, against the tree. He, um, oh my God. He hangs the girlfriend up in the tree while he goes and kills the boyfriend, mm -hmm. and she's struggling in the bag. She's like, what the hell's going on? That's and then, planning. And then <laughs> he goes and beats her with a stick. And then that kind of, that kind of, uh, that like, the same oh, thing happens to Joni later on after she fucks around with, uh, what's his name? With Craig. With Craig. You know, I mean, they're setting up a trap to, to, to get some food, some kind of rodents or something like that. And so they do the old stick, you know, in the trap thing, but this with a giant rock. It weighs probably like, you know, 15 pounds. So what does Joni do after she tells Craig to get his hand under the rock? Oh, yeah. Boink. Chink. Yeah! 
And, and, and he's like, and he goes ballistic. He chases after her. Rightfully she, so. You know, she's screaming. They're they're you know playing around and everything. And then later on, he gets her. He gets her when she's in a sleeping bag. And it's, hangs her up. Bag of bitch. Keeps calling her bag of bitch. <laughs> oh man. And, and hangs say her in a freaking tree. Say uncle. And you think she's gonna get it? You know, she starts. Tearing at the at the bag, you know, in order to get out. She's not giving it up one way or the other, as Craig no. saying to the uncle. And she sees, of course, the killer coming, and you think she's going to get it, you know. Mm -hmm. Craig just, gets it. Lots of mirroring in this movie, you yeah. know, in various aspects, you know, with, with kills and other stuff. And it's just highly economical movie. You know? That's the thing. On the surface, you, you think, okay, this is kind of a cheesy, low-budget, not very well-done movie. And to be fair, it's not a very well-done movie. But it does have layers of cleverness to it, like the mirroring of the, the that, or like the cinematography outdoors. Oh, yeah. I mean, so there's a certain level of the competency to this movie. Oh, and the level and the 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 way they used music to set the mood was really yeah. good. And it was just, with the drums. And it was this creepy, random, nonsensical, non sequitur sort of music. It was just oh, kind yeah. of bizarre. It yeah, wasn't it, traditional orchestration. It was like two guys banging on a pot. It's it's like a heartbeat kind but of you thing. You can tell they're using real drums, yeah. right? But you know, it's, it's 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 basically like two guys playing instruments. You know, and and they're just they're good at what they were doing but you know it, it just was was surprisingly well done for something that sounded completely slapdash yeah now i will say one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit it actually made me really uneasy which fed into this movie perfectly is when the crippled guy gets beheaded it's daytime broad daylight then his head goes tumbling down this hill and suddenly it's like pitch black yeah, it goes into a mid into a night scene. Continuity is not very strong in this movie. It it's kind of like I think what happened there was that they were they were they got the shot set up. They're shooting the guy cr cruising along, well cruising along, and it was towards the end of the day because you can kind of tell the shadows were kind of yeah, at that long. golden hour. And yeah, then they were, they were by, long the, shadows. by the time they got set up in the other position, the light was gone. It's like, well, fuck it. What do we do? We can either go home or we shoot it in the, the shot. almost dark. So they got the shot. And and then the same thing, probably, uh, the other thing that kind of threw me off was when, dark quick in the was when uh, Ingrid, Ingrid has, has wandered off in order to search for uh, Peter on her own. And it's, you know, it's pitch black and whatnot out. And then she gasps, and then it's daylight, the next shot. Which makes me think they might have cut something that might in, in the editing process. They might yeah. have just cut out a little bit of something. Or, or like when they uh, when the, the, the shagging wagon gets rolled down the hill. When you see oh, yeah. you see ugly oh, olive oil in the, in the shagging wagon. And it's pitch dark outside the windows. And then when they cut to the uh, the thing rolling down the hill, it's, it's kind day of... For night -ish, day for night-ish. Day for night-ish or kind of twilight-ish. Yeah. It's definitely not right before. And then it's they get to the bottom and then it blows up in fire and it's back to pitch black. So yeah. continuity is not this movie's strong point. Oh, oh my god, that poor guy was at the end of the... Oh my he got the short god. straw when he picked up fiancés, I swear. Assuming that was in fact he was married that may have just been his love palace on wheels and he had the and he got the italian you know girlfriend overnight this is the kind of girlfriend you get overnight you know for a trip so hey since we're kind of veering into the problems we had with the movie there's a couple of things okay there's many things wrong with the movie <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of things that kind of struck me out as rather significant problems the the first one is that so for the, about the first 
hour of the movie, it is rock solid action. I mean, it's just kill, 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 action, stuff happening, stuff always churning over. You get to the sheriff who goes up into the woods and the, it throws the, the brakes on. The search and rescue party. Yeah, that's the point where, you know, you're getting to the end of the movie. You should be dialing up the climax to, you know, and it just kind of throws the brakes on and kind of screeches to a halt. And it kind of kills the momentum. They flipped them backwards. Yeah, they probably should have put that closer to the middle of the movie and then kind of isolated well, everybody. Well, they had, they had uh, all these guys wandering around in the woods. That seems to me like more opportunity. A target-rich environment. Yeah, more kills. But they didn't utilize the, the kills, so they didn't... One, one thing I noticed that was a little bit of a glitch is the killer's absolutely amazing ability to get from point A to point B in record time. It's his home turf. He knows yeah. that he knows the grounds. He can get from A to B because the you know the the redneck yokels are like oh, we never go up into the woods. This guy he's a fucking mountain man. He's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, he knows everything. I mean, yeah. you can tell. I mean, he's got his cabin up not far mm -hmm. from town. I mean, the the amount of time it took them to get from town to where they had their base camp versus where they have the time it took from there uh, to get from there to the cabin was probably a lot different. I mean, the sheriff went wandering off on his own and found the cabin relatively quickly, and he wasn't yeah. winded. Yeah. For the... Speaking of the the the, uh, the, the, the mountain man, um, I would have liked to have gotten a little bit more fleshing out on him. Not necessarily a full backstory. I mean, we don't need that. But, I mean, we get... You know, Jason was a kid who drowned, and now he's back for murder. Cropsy is, you know, the caretaker who was accidentally son of a fighter, and now he's back for murder. Why don't we have a, just one scene around the campfire? Because they do have a campfire scene. Why yeah. don't we have a quick legend about, you know, the mountain man's been living out here for 150 years, mm -hmm. and... That ties into... Okay, and... Okay, I'm rewriting the movie here. So, the girl... Okay, so the, the, the painter who gets killed has her little girl with her. The mountain man grabs her, stuffs in her box, and then schleps her around for the rest of the movie. The girl... Is, the box tips over, the girl crawls out. At the very end, the, the, the mountain man's been killed. Everybody's leaving. The girl's off and alone. She's got the axe, hitting the ground with the axe, implying strongly that, in fact, the cycle continues. Yeah. So, if they had done the... The mountain man has been out in the woods for 150 years, legend. They could have strengthened that at the end with, hey, the cycle now continues. Now, my question is, is the mountain man a cannibal? Is he just killing them for, for sport and kicks? You know, is he a total psycho? Is he feral? Is he a, a sociopath? I mean, yeah, like you say, there's a lot of fleshing out that could have been done in, say, like a, a minute or less. Or, yeah. you know, like 30 seconds. Yeah. Was you know, he raised by wolves? I mean, he, he clearly has either taken over or built or had built that cabin that I looked to be kind of he, basic. I kind of think he took it over. It might have been a family place. I mean, yeah. he might, his family might be dead, and, and then he's just lived there his entire life and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. He could have been a small kid that his family died somehow. And... Yeah, it could have been one of those, you know, 40s era kind of, you know, poor families like in the Appalachians and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the Waltons. Mm -hmm. The Waltons, if they, in fact, went on a murderous <laughs> rampage. Uh, yeah. There's a movie I would pay to see. Little House on the... <laughs> <laughs> another another thing that um, I think they could have strengthened a little bit more if they'd had a few more scenes with the four main characters, the four hiker campers, mm -hmm. having a, a few more scenes to strengthen 
the uh, friendship connection between them. You know what they could have done? They could have stolen a page out of Friday the 13th and gone with, okay, one of them's the jock, one of them's the nerd, one of them's the slut, one of them's the, the, uh, uh, the final girl. They could have just thrown some generic archetypes. We didn't even get that. They just kind no. of... The only reason you could tell them apart is because one of them was wearing a blue shirt with a star in it, one of them had a baseball jersey, and there was the two guys. I mean, they're... they're I mean, they did... Well, Peter to, to was be fair, pink, and To be Craig fair, they wearing... did... Well, they did have some basic attributes. Yeah. I mean, Peter's slightly foreign. You know, he's yeah. out of his element. I mean... Craig and, had that little scarf for a while. And he's, he's kind of the, you know, well, I don't want to be out here. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want no. to be out camping. And then it, the other uh, three the, drug him out there. Yeah, and then he just kind of, you know, got his back up and left everybody. Said, "Fuck you guys, I'm out of here." You yeah. know, and he clearly, you know, has the survival skill instincts that everybody else lacked. You know, considering he's not a, a backwoods person, at least in that area. You yeah. know, and Mister, I'm a I'm a major camper. I mean, look what happened to him. Yeah. Oh, Craig. Proved, Craig got fucked. Craig proved to be complete, to to be only semi competent. You know, he. He actually did show good sense when he was navigating, but everything else he did was complete nitwittery. Nit Although, to be fair, I mean, he kind of, you know, fell into, you know, the trap yeah. of of not necessarily believing his own hype, but, but not being totally aware of everything that he said about there's a psych there could be a psycho in the woods killing people. And then he starts tell <laughs> telling this, this, this uh, you know... Round the campfire tale about a fucking psycho. Have you not seen Friday the Thirteenth? I mean, he's basically self fulfilling prophecy man here, you know. Yeah. And, he, and he got it. I mean, the guy, the guy gets it. Oh yeah. You know, big time. Big time. Oh, and I want to mention one. Uh, All right. So one thing that seemed to be kind of a subplot: the gayest looking city cop in the history of slasher movies walks walks into the sheriff's department, and says, "You know, this is a city cop territory. We're taking over." Where the fuck did he go? It was nothing but the local yokels here, you know, yeah. the country guys that, you know, you would assume in, know something about. You in know, fact, the I, th I thought the uh, deputy was gay at very first, but then then later it's like, nah. Now, this guy with the permed, yeah. this blonde permed Jerry Curl, the porn star mustache, got the bandolier strap and, and black, and he's just totally gay looking. To be fair, though, this movie was, you know, at the end of the 70s, the beginning of the early mm -hmm. 80s, Jerry Curl's and porn stashes oh, yeah. wasn't, in fact, rare Of course, they, in they the were. 80s. No, 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 no. No, but it's just, you know, I thought this was, I thought that was going to go someplace. Like, yeah. it was a subplot, they were going to clash, like, X-Files, you know, yeah. oh, we'll take over FBI, and they said, no, fuck you. You know, that never happened. You know, it kind of just left. I was like, oh, no. man, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. You know? And the birder, oh, his outfit was so terrible and stereotypical. He had a bow tie. Bow ties are cool. And besides that, it was the early 80s, late 70s. I mean, you know, maybe they were, that's how they dressed back then. I mean, people kind of have changed styles, you know? Things yeah. evolve. Yeah, they don't look like total dweebs now. It's just, they. we look like half dweebs most of the time now. So one of the other things that I thought was really well done about the movie was back, kind of dovetailing back to your how they use the landscape very well. When you watch a movie that's set in the woods, when you watch The Burning, when you watch one of the Friday the 13th, the, the, the setting is very much a very clear-cut kind of away from the underbrush, kind of out in where, you know, not deep in the woods. This movie, in fact, was pretty effective in using the... It looked like deep woods. It looked like lots of underbrush, lots of everywhere. And the camera moves they did with, like... They found roads and, like, put the, the camera in a truck and drove along. So it was kind of smooth that way. But it was... it The camera moves were really well done. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, yeah. I loved... The, the one camera move I loved was when uh, Peter 
and Ingrid were running through the trees, and Peter oh, keeps looking yeah. like an Ingrid. They yeah. make her make sure she's keeping the birch her. Trees. And they pass all these birches. It's just like you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine seconds of this just them running. That it's was like they brilliant. Just, yeah, it isolated and, them between these shafts of of ground and sky between these trees. You yeah. know, so it's like they're running through like a like past uh, and, and, know, and, and, a prison and bars shot, or something. There's you know? shots on their faces where you see that they're scared, and shots of, between short interspersed with shots of them running and the, the lighting for that sequence was really really good the cameraman by the way he was the one who got his face caught by the bear trap that was that oh, was the right. guy oh the, the fisherman the fisherman excellent. yeah oh excellent well, kudos kudos to the camera guy well this was the type of movie where you had i've got a bunch of friends i'm gonna mm -hmm. drag all my friends into the woods and if you're not holding the camera or the sound equipment then you are in the shot being murdered they made the best of uh, the situation. It used every well, every what set. The, in this uh, film. What was the guy in the wheelchair? What did he actually oh, do? Production. Uh, he was a production something. assistant or yeah. something. Kill the PA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly every cent they had was on up on this up on the screen there. You yeah. Know, well spent. You know, well paced and you know, well used. I think. So go make your own damn movie because if these guys can do it and be infamous, you can too. Oh, uh, damn God. straight. I mean, this this movie. Definitely, it's is like a, worthy. Yeah, this is something I I think Lloyd Kaufman would grab up. You know. Yeah. It, it pretty much lives up to the ethos of anybody can make a movie. Mm -hmm. Do we like it? Do we dig it? All right. Well, that was short. <laughs> <laughs> I full heartedly approved of it. Yes. I heard some bad reviews from from some other people. You know, they might not have been a fan of the genre. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, the movie is going to be very decisive. You're either going to embrace the hell out of it like we have, or you're going to say, this is absolutely fucking garbage. So I can see somebody saying, this is absolutely fucking garbage, even though it's a perfect slasher flick. It, it very definitely grew on me from actually the very opening. And I, I, I greatly enjoyed it. I agree. I mean, it was funny and terrifying in all the right places and full of squishy goodness. Lots of moistness. The movie delivers exactly what you needed to be. A fuck ton of kills. Just body camp through the goddamn roof. It's a prototypical slasher movie where you don't really need a lot of setup. You don't get a lot of setup. You don't get no character development. You just get moist, dead bodies for about an hour and a half. And then the killer dies, roll the credits, boom, done. Alright, so there's, we liked it. Everybody gives it the thumbs up. Does it belong on the video nasty list? There's hardly anything at all that's really all that objectionable. It's not really intense, it's not really, well, there's a lot of body count, but it's not a lot of... It's not It's not Tom Savini gore. It's pretty light and inoffensive and... Yeah. A lot it, of cutaways from the kills themselves. It's more like Grizzly than Friday the 13th. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, for, for one thing, you hardly ever see the killer until like halfway through the film. Right. And which is a, a really good reveal, by the way. I like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. But... Um, the there's only one kill that's really all that dr drawn out and dramatic and, and and intense yeah the girl in the cabin yeah and that's most of the way of the end yeah so really aside from the real the intensity of the girl in the cabin the rest of it's kind of pretty light and inoffensive and harmless 
So mm-hmm. nope. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna rule this one as uh, case dismissed. Gotta go. Quit yes. wasting the court's time. Acquitted. Yeah, acquitted. Definitely acquitted. And there we go. That was Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. Thank you for joining us, and uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That'll be showing up here in a few seconds. Um, and be sure to join us again next week when we get another video off the shelf that's 100 miles that way because I'm all alone in the woods. Are you still here? <sighs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>